No! Uh, that's right. Find out everything you want to know at the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Tune in, tune in for all the hotness. When it come to real estate, we cover all topics. First time homebuyers selling your property. Want to build an empire? Real life monopoly. We talk duplexes, triplexes, multifamily units, and commercial investments. We got you. The Headley Group got you. You can own whatever you want. Who going to stop you? We got you. The Headley Group got you. Here's your host, Mike Headley. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Mike Headley coming back live on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. As we always promised that we always would have a great guest who is very insightful in real estate and other things. This show we're dealing with, uh, where we're talking about having different streams of income where we just not only focus on one. So you can do real estate, you can do a host of other things. Before I, uh, I got this brother here on the screen here, but before I really kind of announce him, I really got to go down the accolades. I mean, it's taking up so many pages here. Uh, this brother has uh, been in the business for 27 years, running a real estate brokerage. Uh, he, do, he deals with buying, flipping, and do rentals as well. Uh, he has a construction company uh, in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. That's where the real estate office is at as well. He has all the certification that you need. Uh, minority owned. Uh, this brother here knowledge is just in the real estate space and then the other stream of income which i will not announce yet i'll have him do that but let's give a warm welcome to mr gregory falcon how you doing brother man thank you so much for having me oh man listen man you know he's he's also a good friend of mine as well right up the street from me here in the carolinas uh gregory i went down this 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 catalog that you got here um, you're very extensive, brother, in, in the industry in terms of real estate, because you know our show is real estate related. But we speak on entrepreneurship. Uh, we feel that that's so important because you you got many talents. But before we avail um, open up that other stream of income that you have and the others, I want to focus on real estate. Tell us how you got in real estate and what's that driving factor that keeps you pushing every day. Well, it was basically I stumbled upon I, I stumbled into the real estate business uh, when I was in college. My mom was losing her house and she needed some help saving her house. And I came home to try and help her with a house, and that's what got the real estate bug going. I ended up saving a house from foreclosure, did some research, and I decided to go to real estate school. And that's how everything really got started. Mm -hmm. Real estate school. So that so so you took that kind of I guess was it like a big motivation? to kind of do better or like what was that what was that motivation that kind of got you going yeah well after i came home did some research i didn't like that the lender had really taken advantage of my mom this mm. was in 1992 91 somewhere along there uh she was paying 21 percent interest wow um, on, on a residential house. home Huh? On a residential mortgage? Residential property in Charlotte. And I was just like, 21%? That doesn't sound right. It's credit card payment. Yeah, it's credit card payments back Correct. then. So I started doing the research and looking up stuff and what a decent interest rate was. And I spent some time in the bank, talking to the bank tellers and banking manager. And mm -hmm. 
they gave me some great ideas on what I needed to do. So at that time, my mom said, I'm about to lose the house. She said, I'll just sign it over and give it to you and see if you can't keep it and save it. Okay. And that's how I got the real estate bug. I saved the house. I refinanced it. And that's how everything got started right there. Wow. If, I mean, I mean, there's so many good, good golden nuggets in there. Walk me through the process because we got down here that you've done flipping as well as uh, you've done some rental properties. Did that open up an area for you to start the investment side of it? Well, yeah, at that time when I came home from college, of course, I saved my mom's house. So I mm -hmm. took a little part-time job working at a trucking company. Okay. And the guys at the trucking company was like, hey, man, I'm going to real estate school. You want to go? I said, man, you know, I just got my mom out of this foreclosure. Mm -hmm. I'm interested. I said, but, man, I'm in school full-time. I don't have much time. He said, it's only a couple of months. I said, mm -hmm. okay, I can do a couple of months. Okay. So I decided to go to real estate school and get my real estate license. Then I got my license after doing the homework on my mom's house. I found mm -hmm. out about investing, room mm -hmm. flipping, and I happened to meet a great guy at a house auction uh, by the name of Jay Parker. Okay. And he took me on his wing. I was 21, 22 years old. I didn't know much. I was just reading. And he kind of showed me the ropes to get me started. Mm -hmm. Wow. As that, so once he kind of got you started, was it, did you go straight into the rental part or the flipping part or? I started out flipping. So I okay. started out flipping, um, <laughs> it's a long story, I didn't have enough money. So after I uh, refinanced my mom and the ladies at the bank showed me how to do a line of credit on the house, mm -hmm. I had about uh, $25,000 in a line of credit that was value in her home in that time. And I researched, learned how to do lines of credit. So I ended up buying a house, my first house for 25,000 and I put all the fix up on my credit card. I spent oh, wow. 20,000 doing all the repairs on my credit card, which was 45,000. I ended up selling the house for right around 72,000. And I made about $27,000. And I put that money back up, paid the line of credit back off, and I did it again. Okay. And I kept doing it. Well, see, see now I, I got to stop you there because you just gave us a golden nugget, which I think a lot of investors, when they get into the business, they're a little leery of. You said you got you a credit card and you kind of, Stretch that thing out, right? Max, Max it, it out, out right? Max it out, With right? the objective of, hey, you know something? I'm going to make a flip, right? And make a flip and make right. a return. And my point in saying yeah. that is that I kind of live by this model, and I try to tell future investors, scared money don't don't make no money, make no right? Money. I didn't even have to say, scared money don't make no money. So he took the chance, and once you made that flip, did it spiral from there? Oh yeah, the money I was making, I, mm. man, that was $27,000 at one flip. I was like, okay, let me try and do this again. And okay. I did it again. I took that money and then I paid everything off. Now I had more money to get a bigger flip and do more than one at a time. Mm. You know, I grew up in construction. My dad was a okay. brick man. I had been around construction, kind of, you know, working around the houses and doing little stuff like that. I had to learn how to hang drywall, install toilets, mm. hang doors. I did a lot of the work myself to save money because I didn't have enough to pay people when I first started out. I got guys to help me on the major things that I couldn't do and everything else I did myself. See, see, see that's another golden nugget. See, you newbies out there want to get into the business. This is the great example of stretch, got a credit card, stretch it to the limit, as well as he did the sweat equity himself. 
right? Because you said, I guess, and I, I don't want to speak for you here, if I get contracted A, he going to eat all the profits up. Eat all the profits up, yeah, right. So I learned how <laughs> people laugh at me now. I say, man, I can hang drywall. I can mud walls. I can install a toilet. I can install mm -hmm. a sink, cabinets, mm -hmm. countertops. Mm -hmm. But once you get to a certain point in the business, your value isn't doing the work anymore. Your value mm. is going to get the properties, getting the next deal, mm. and you got to pay a plumber to be a plumber, electrician to be an electrician, and let them do what they do. And my specialty is getting the properties and putting the money, and that's my budget. Mm. Before I buy a property, I work backwards. I work mm. from the maximum number backwards to my profit. Okay. So I know how much money I'm going to make before I buy the property. Okay. So, so it's all about the numbers, end of the day. Oh, it's all about, about, the it's all about the numbers. Exactly. Yeah, it has to make sense. And, and, and it sounds crazy to some people. Once you do the work and the sweat equity and you're out there really hustling, mm -hmm. doing the houses, we have a rule of thumb. We're trying to make twenty to 25000 per flip. Okay. That's okay. Not time. So that's the standard all across standard. the board. Gotcha. And I'm just curious, if you've seen something, 15000 is it automatically no or make it a rental or what would you do with it? Do with it. It, it all depends on how much time I got to put in. Now, if it's okay. a quick flip, I can go and paint, put carpet, mm -hmm. um, and put it back on the market, and it's fifteen. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm only putting two, three, four thousand dollars in it. Mm -hmm. But if I got to do a flip, twenty, thirty thousand out of my pocket plus purchase, I'm gonna make ten, fifteen grand. It's not really worth it then. Uh, and a lot of times we take the money, and we end up doing a ten thirty one tax exchange, so we don't have to pay taxes see, and roll us see, into the next. See, property. see, 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 see again. I, I got to stop you again. Another good. See, this is a knowledgeable uh, 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 brother we got on. He told us the ten thirty one exchange. Now that's a whole other topic. We could dive in deep. If you could just just touch on it just briefly, so this way all these people can understand what a ten thirty one exchange means. Well, I'll sum it up in a nutshell that. The profit you make off of the property, as long as you turn around and put it in a 1031 exchange and hold it there, you can use that money to purchase the next property and you don't have to pay taxes on the money. As long as you keep using it in like kind properties, then you don't have to pay taxes at that time. You can keep rolling it over. See that Uncle Sam out of here. You ain't got nothing to do with this right here. Golden Nugget. Question I want to ask you here, Greg. Um, you had your real estate license then at the time you did flipping. 1993. Okay, so when you did the flip and you had your real estate license, did you see by having a license was a plus or really didn't matter? You know, that it, it, it really matters because that's the money I get to save. So you do a $100,000 home, that's another $3,000 that goes into my budget. When I get ready to buy properties, if I have to buy it and it's on the market, that's $3,000 I get to save and put back in my pocket at the same time. So I look at it as an advantage. Mm -hmm. I do have friends that don't want license and don't Correct. have no desire, mm -hmm. but I decided to get my license because I made so much money doing other things with my license besides just flipping, you know, mm -hmm. with the REO, foreclosures, being a, a realtor in general, mm -hmm. it's worth it to me. So, so, so let me clarify when you say the $3,000, you mean if there's a property that you saw on the local MLS, you have that ability to purchase it yourself and get the commission off of it. And keep your commission, right. And keep your commission off. So you can't go wrong with having a license. You don't have to, but you can't go wrong with it. Exactly. You don't have to, but you can't go wrong with them. I think it's a very handy tool to have. And, and actually, I shared on, on one of the episodes how when a person does don't do not use a professional or don't have the insight, they went and brought a property, 
then have a home inspection done, closed on it, next year they got a roof problem. If they had that professional, they probably wouldn't have been going through that. Yeah. Or that professional is someone that actually does flips. I mean, mm -hmm. we buy every property worst case scenario mm -hmm. and work because mm -hmm. no one ever gets mad making more money than what they thought they would make. Everybody mm -hmm. get mad making less money than what they thought they would make. Exactly. Exactly. So would you say by being an investor flipper, uh, it was it easy during that process? When you first got the property, putting on the market, closing it. It, it wasn't necessarily easy because again, I did the sweat equity, had to do other things involved to get the property ready to sell. So it may have took me a little while longer because I had to learn how to do a lot of the things. Mm -hmm. but again, I grew up in construction. I had a good basis of it. And I had some older guys that did construction work that they was glad to see me doing something like this. Mm -hmm. They came to help me get started. They was like, yo, young fellow, we'll come and help you. We'll show you how to do some things. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was 22, 23 years old, mm -hmm. and they were probably my age, and I'm at now 50. They was mm -hmm. in there. They saw someone young, ambitious, and they wanted to help. Mm -hmm. Just and like I do now. I help people. I mentor and help younger guys and ladies all the time. You hear that? Mentor. But I'm, I'm going to peel it back a little bit. The reason why I asked you, was it easy? Because we, we get, you seem like it's every year, it's, it's the new uh, a real estate guy, so to speak, when they sell you a catalog, a book, next you know you're making sixty thousand dollars. He told you it wasn't easy. He told you it wasn't easy. Okay. So I had to that's why I had to chop on that. But what I want to do is I mean the catalog's so long I'm gonna kind of just kind of speed up a little bit here. So now now fast forward you are in the residential space real estate owned properties and foreclosures you are a specialty in your area selling the property is that correct? Yeah, okay. yeah, we were my company had the HUD contract, the Fannie Mae contract. Mm -hmm. That during the last recession, 08 09, it was so abundant, so many houses on the market, as you know, Mike. And Correct. we had quite a few listings, and the business was actually booming for us. Boom, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, and, and the reason why I chimed on that is that because that one the investment piece of it, now you have the REO foreclosure piece of it, you are the go to guy, have to be, because you got the experience in the area. Right. And, so, and other investors come to me because not only am I a, a realtor, but I'm also an investor too. I can't buy it all, nor do I try and buy it all. So mm -hmm. they come to me and say, hey, I know you do this for a living. Is this a good deal? Can you give me some advice? Of course, but mm -hmm. I still get paid because I get to make the commission on selling them the property to flip. Mm -hmm. And then when they get it ready to resell, I get to sell it again. Correct. Correct. I know the stream of income just by being a realtor. The sweet thing about that is that he's knowledgeable, experienced, and can save you a headache, right? You know, because people think all the time, and there's nothing wrong with using a family or a close friend, but make sure they experience. This can save you a ton oh, yeah. of problems, right? You agree? Make sure it's not a hobby for him. Correct. Ah, I like that. See, boy, you're giving us, what's my pen at? Go hold these golden nuggets. It's not a hobby. But here's where we go. We're going to transition it because this is the highlight of the show where, we, where, the, where I want to touch on where... You don't have to do one thing. I think when when a man upstairs puts you on this earth, you can do various. You can do a variety of different things. You open up. Tell us about this other avenue of stream of income that you have that you're doing quite well of. I'm gonna let you announce it, bro. Um, I also own a trucking company. Ooh. So um, right now we got a fleet of dump trucks that we run, run tractors, dry vans, reefers. Uh, sprinter vans at the same time too. Mm -hmm. A fleet. So, and not trying to pry too much. How many trucks you got? 
Uh, dump truck wise, we have fifteen. Fifteen trucks, right? So, I mean, do you go across the country? You stay local within the state? What do you? What do you? Where you travel at? No, all the dump truck business is local. We're within a fifty mile radius. So the reason why like the dump truck business um, better for me than the tractor trailer driving across country, guys are home every day, ladies are home every day, every night, and it's easier to find drivers. Drivers is the toughest task. Okay. Okay. So so now in this truck dump truck business, again, my knowledge is, is about a one on the scale of 100. I want you to help me out with a lot of this here. Um, now you're in the business. Has that, is it compared to real estate? Right. Is there some similarities or is it a completely different world or what does that look like? Well, it's still a risk reward. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. We still had to invest the money. We still had to buy the trucks. Mm -hmm. But again, this company is a certified minority owned company. So mm -hmm. a lot of people know a lot of the city and state contracts have to have mm -hmm. so much minority participation. Gotcha. So that was my target. I went out to all the public work and then try and do any of the private work because I knew every contract that comes out, which the state spend millions and billions of dollars and so do the city, so does the school system, so does the county. So it's tons of work. We have contracts with the city of Charlotte. We have contracts with the state. Um, if anybody's familiar with the I-77 toll lane project, we was a minority dump truck hauling company out there for the last three and a half years. Um, it's a lot of work, but again, you have to get out here and make it happen. It's not gonna come to you. Mm, I mean, so many golden nuggets in what he just said. Getting out there, making it happen. Do you find, just in your experience with the real estate and with the dump truck business, that people want it easy? It's like, it's God, like yeah. It's like, it's like I, I want, I want the whole money fall out of the sky, but I'm gonna do that much work. Everybody want the reward, but nobody want to put the work work Everybody see the end result, but nobody knows the journey. Everybody knows the journey. Exactly. So when you started out in a dump trucking business, uh, was it, I mean, like, like walk us through that first six months to a year. What was that grind? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Since I had tractors, I knew had had some experience in the trucking business. Mm -hmm. So working out at the gym, one of the guys at the gym said, hey, you ought to meet this guy. He's in the dump truck business. I think you guys uh, get along. We met, we talked. I rode with him a couple of days to see how the dump truck business. I did the math, did the numbers, analyzed everything, went and looked at the minority certifications, looked at the missing pieces that I thought the minority uh, companies was missing. Mm -hmm. And we dove, dove in and we bought trucks and started winning contracts and the rest is history. You just keep going. And once they get to know you and you start doing the business, they call on you and depend on you. So one of the biggest things we did, we went and purchased new trucks where I saw a lot of the guys had older trucks. Mm. Reliability of an older truck compared to a new truck is different. And I try and give guys a cost analysis on an older truck compared to a new truck. And um, that's the biggest thing to try and explain to them. I know it's a tough pill to swallow, Mike. If you have a truck payment of $3,500 a month, not including insurance and fuel, that's a lot to bite off at one time. Mm, mm. You see, you see the golden nuggets he gave us there. He said, analyze the numbers, networking, relationships, and willing to spend just a little bit more to save you a headache later on. I take yeah. it. Yeah, because even when I bid my projects, I send pictures of my trucks, mm. and that helps me win 
projects because gotcha. when I say I'm a minority owned company and I have all the certification, the stigma on us and minorities is you don't have the quality equipment. You don't, you mm. can't do the job. So when I bid projects, I attach a copy of a picture of a few of the trucks so they can see we have okay. new trucks. As well as I explained to them in the email that the year of our trucks and everything so they would know we got the new trucks. And once that got going, Mm-hmm. And people start finding out we was in the business. Mm-hmm. People start calling more and more and business is picking up. Wow. So, it, and when you send the pictures in the truck, you just kind of explained it, but I want to dive a little bit more. Does that give the person who's going to do the hiring an ease to say, okay, well, their truck ain't going to break down. I ain't got nothing to worry about. Yeah, well, anything can break down at any time. Okay. But you have okay. less likelihood to break down if you're driving a 2019 dump truck compared <laughs> exactly. to a 1985 dump truck. It's just maintenance okay. and the wear and tear on the vehicle is less likely to survive and, and, and last longer. Wow. And we run See. two shifts. So we run a day shift and a night shift. So if, you're shift. Gonna, yeah, if you run day and night shift with a truck, okay. with two mm. different drivers going in the truck, a new truck can handle being on the road 18 hours a day out of 24 hours a day. It's wow. like anything else. You buy an older car, you're not going to drive an older car from Charlotte to California. But if Correct. you get a new car, you feel more comfortable about driving that long distance because it's a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the dump truck business. Okay, okay. So now now I want to segue into, because uh, I heard you, the beginning you said you do mentorship, uh, male or female. Um, that Now that you have that trucking business, do you do any kind of uh, uh, like some courses? Say somebody want to say, "Hey, Greg, uh, I, I would love to be a guide us." Like, like, what does that look like? Yeah. So some of the I've recently started social media. Everybody kept telling me you need to get on social media because I do two mm. things that a lot of people want to do, which is trucking and real estate. So mm. I recently started social media. I'm in the process of building a platform of um, a course for the real estate part and a course for the trucking part. So I can be able to provide to people that's reaching out to me on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, wanting mm-hmm. to find out more. How was I able to acquire new trucks? You know, dump trucks cost one hundred eighty-five thousand, roughly. So you're talking about uh, gotcha. yeah, one hundred eighty-five thousand. So it, it's not a um, inexpensive business to get in. It, it costs. Mm-hmm. I always tell everybody, get in this business, you have to have some type of reserves money because it's also a net thirty business. So you don't get paid mm-hmm. for thirty. Then you, mm. you got insurance, you got fuels, you got drivers. So mm. you really have to do your cost analysis and look at all the costs it's going to cost you to get going and when you're going to start making money. It may take a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, I mean, I'm just saying, actually, you got me interested. That's why we'll have a conversation <laughs> outside of this because I'm always interested in, in a new endeavor. Um, so, so, and we'll have all your social media handles and far in terms of reaching out to you. Because I know everything, literally, because I'm going to say it now on the show and we'll still have it up there. But everything's literally Gregory Falcon. And that's F-A-U-L-O-L-F-A-U-L-C-O-N, correct? Gregory Falcon. Uh, so, Greg, listen, here's the thing, brother. Like I said, we want to, uh, uh, um, we're going to kind of chime things down, wrap it up a little bit. But we want to say thank you. Love to have having you on our show, right? And, and we want to, we will chop, chop it up some more with you because you gave us some good insight. We talked about real estate and trucking. Now, here's what we do, Greg. Anytime we interview somebody, we always ask for two golden nuggets. Give us two that you would give to any entrepreneur out there that want to get into trucking or get into real estate. Well, 
for both of them really and truly is what you want to do is you have to have the work ethic and the wherewithal to last because everybody want to get in immediately and make money right away. It's not going to happen right away. Nobody gets in a business and make money right away. So I kind of relate this to the nugget. It's like a farmer. You have to plant your seed. You have to cultivate your seed. You have to harvest your seed. Then you have to sell your seed. So it's, it's nothing else. It's a full season. It takes time to make money, but most people we know want it quick, fast, and in a hurry, and it's just not going to happen that way. And they give up. They, they quit. Nobody has the wherewithal to ride it out. Mm. So those wow. are basically, you know, I tell everybody, I'm going to outwork you. You may be smarter than me. You may have a lot of talent more than me, but you're not going to outwork me. Yeah, I mean, he just, I mean, actually, I'm just speechless because this is what I kind of emphasize to people I know. Everything he's saying times 10. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm literally in, in, in just astounded because I know that that's what it takes. That is the secret ingredient. But Greg, thanks a lot, brother. Like I said, we're going to have you again. And you know something? We put you in the Hall of Fame because you are our first interview. Let's go, brother. That's right. You are our first interview in the Hall of Fame, man. And I would say, uh, listen, we're going to talk soon, and I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one, man.